Hello friends, welcome to Time Out with Noelle Janae, a podcast about Christianity and other life topics. I'm your host, Noelle, and thank you so much for timing out with me. Here's what you can expect from today's podcast. I have read almost every Rick Riordan book. I have almost every Rick Riordan book. I am literally building up my collection so I can have a massive reread of every Rick Riordan book in I'm interested in mythology. I love mythology. I love studying it. I've studied it since I was in middle school onwards. I hope y'all's past two weeks have gone so super well. Oh, I literally just quoted one of my favorite YouTubers. We love that for me. I wanted to put a little bit of a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode to say, yes, I will be talking about mythology. What is up, guys? It's your girl, Noelle Janae, back at it again with another episode of the podcast. For the past couple weeks as I've been studying and getting ready for this episode, I will be answering the question, why mythology? And why mythology and the Bible? But I want to say, you know, I actually wanted to get a degree and teach mythology before I wanted to become a music teacher. It's just been a long time love. Those are two subjects that have really kind of collided with me. But it is definitely a hobby of mine and not something I can see myself doing in the future as like a career. And just because I am a Christian doesn't mean I can't have interests. I think some people have that kind of mixed up. I just wanted to preface this saying no, I do not follow any of these polytheistic ideals, but I just wanted to, you know, share some insight into where I've seen mythology in the Bible. Let's start off with how I got into mythology. So when I was in middle school in sixth grade, we had to take world history and I took it with Coach Gideon. He was a football coach and a history teacher at my middle school in Hendersonville. And he was probably my favorite history teacher. Him and Coach Inman were my favorite history teachers. And he really kind of like helped like spark a love for ancient cultures in me. And then towards the end of my middle school days I read Rick Riordan and I read Percy Jackson and then I read the Kane Chronicles and it introduced me to the world of mythology which is kind of like a subculture I guess in my opinion of ancient cultures and I fell in love. I have read almost every Rick Riordan book. I have almost every Rick Riordan book. I am literally building up my collection so I can have a massive reread of every Rick Riordan book in honor of the new Percy Jackson series coming out on Disney Plus in a few years, which I am so pumped because the movies were kind of trash, but you know, Okay, the first Percy Jackson movie wasn't that bad, and then Sea of Monsters came out, and I was like, no, 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 to the no, 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 thank you, we do not claim her, and there is a difference. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode, 
and I hope you guys learned a little bit something about mythology and about mythology in the Bible. So let's get started. But we stand Logan Lerman, and that's on period. So it's kind of like Christians and secular music, Christians and mythology. So although I study cultures who worshipped multiple gods, doesn't mean I worship those gods because I only serve the one true god. In the ancient days, before Christianity really took off, I've independently studied. I Google. I have a whole notebook of notes about mythology. I have podcasts that I follow about mythology. And it's just something I think God has like really placed on my heart to study because I will read the Bible and like there's a couple places where they reference, you know, mythological things and you know the gods that they were worshiping and I'll just be like whoa I already knew who these people were because I've studied this for like the past like five years so the bible passage that I will be looking at today is Acts chapter 19 we're going to the new testament up in here I read from the ESV version I just love that version I understand it really well I also love the amplified version and the NIV and the passion translation as those are coming out. A little backstory to where we are. So that's kind of like my background with mythology. Some, just something I've loved and studied for the past, you know, five, six, seven years. So I will start talking about how I kind of related to the Bible. Paul was writing to in Ephesians, Ephesians, Ephesus, the Ephesians, all that stuff. And Ephesus was the hub of magical practices. Paul has been converted and he is in Ephesus. Ephesus is the church where the church in Ephesus encountered spiritual opposition from the temple of Artemis as well as animals hunting and fertility. And the thing about Greek mythology is that it has a contemporary in Roman mythology. So when the Romans took over Greece and, you know, Alexander the Great was conquering and doing all this stuff, they adopted the Greeks' religious views and became polytheistic before the rise of Christianity. But they tried to kind of improve their gods. So, you know, Zeus became Jupiter, Artemis became Diana, Apollo stayed Apollo, Hades became Pluto, people who were worshipping about 14 or more other Greek deities. Now, Artemis is the goddess of wild Hera. Zeus's wife became Juno and all this stuff. So they have contemporaries. Something that Paul has to deal with in this story is that he is converting people into Christians there. And so the silversmiths there who made shrines of Artemis and all these other Greek deities are getting very upset because they're losing their money because they were making money off of the gods that they were worshipping, quote-unquote. And they're kind of similar to each other, but there are some differences and stuff. And that's actually where we got the name of our planets from, I think if I'm correct, are from the Roman gods. So, little fun fact. The Temple of Artemis is where they went and worshipped Artemis, and they started a riot, and they were rebelling against, you know, Paul and all the Christians, and it was just not a good, not a not a Gucci situation. From what I've read and what I've researched, it was very similar to the Parthenon, which, if you did not know, the Parthenon 
was in ancient Greece. It was in Athens, Athena, Athens. And in it was the Athena Parthenos, which was a giant gold statue of Athena with the goddess Nike on her right shoulder, if I remember. Nike is the goddess of victory, which is where the Nike brand got their name. And actually, if you ever come to Nashville, we are the only place in the world that has a true to size replica, like perfect replica of the Parthenon and in it it has the Athena Parthenos and she is humongous and she's beautiful and when they were actually filming Percy Jackson the Olympians lightning thief movie they actually came to Nashville and filmed in the Parthenon and there's like a whole like case thing but I would not be surprised if the Ephesians blamed Poseidon or Neptune for this because he is the god of water in Greek and Roman mythology showing some memorabilia from when they were here and stuff, and it's really cool. Highly recommend when you come. But the Temple of Artemis, it was completely rebuilt twice in the ancient world. The first time, it had to be rebuilt because it was destroyed by a devastating flood, and the second time it was rebuilt was because it was destroyed by arson, and I would not be surprised if they blame it on Ares slash Mars, the god of war, and, you know, fire, war, what do you... What do you really expect? And the final form of the temple was one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. Fun fact. But it is completely destroyed now. So, she gone. And the actual shrine or statue of Artemis is actually wooden. So, it's wooden and it was adorned with jewels. And it had all these little like circle ball things on her. Which represented her fertility and having many children. It's kind of creepy. But, you know... It was the ancient world, so we're not really going to complain about it because they're all dead. Um, And historians believe that this wooden statue is more similar to the ancient Near Eastern and Egyptian type of art than Ephesus because they were more advanced in Greece and Rome and stuff. They were more advanced in their artistic. They were doing sculptures and stuff, and why would you have this wooden statue when you can literally make another one out of stone. So going from a polytheistic view of trying to please many gods who had many different areas of a person's life to following this monotheistic god. But the reason they had a wooden statue was because in Acts 19.35, the Ephesians thought that the image had fallen from the sky. And in some translation, it names Jupiter out and says that he sent the statue down to Ephesus for them to worship. It's kind of an evil thing because, you know, the Bible says that money is the root of all evil and of course they're losing all this money because people are now following God instead of the little tiny gods plural that was just kind of you know a radical kind of crazy view and especially when you know they kind of retaliate against Paul and so now that we know kind of like the backstory you know I kind of understand where they're coming from because you know you have this guy Paul coming in and saying there's only one God and all you have to do is just accept him as your Lord and Savior and then you can go to heaven well that was something completely you know radical and different from what they were dealing with back in the day kind of dealt with the Greek and Roman gods and all that stuff. I usually take notes on it. That's how I think about this story. 
So now what do I do with this information now that I know kind of the backstory of Ethesis and how they, this story specifically gives me context into what, you know, Paul was kind of dealing with in Ethesus and it kind of gives me, you know, what he would deal with in the future with Ephesus in the book of Ephesians, which I'm doing a Bible study right now called Chosen from the Daily Grace Company. And it is so good. Ephesians is definitely my favorite. Not a lot of people, okay, a majority of the people are not polytheistic. People are polytheistic in the things they idolize. The way I do this is I just, you know, observe the world and I try to take notice of things and book of the Bible and I love it so much. And it also helps me kind of put this in a modern context because although kind of today's world idolizes multiple things and they become gods in people's lives so they are kind of polytheistic but that doesn't mean they mean to be polytheistic. At least that's just my opinion, and so, you know. So before I end this episode, I just wanted to give y'all some biblical things that are in the Bible that are also in modern society. Which, fun fact, in the attacking a specific Egyptian god that they worshipped, and so the Egyptians probably thought, uh, why are these all these gods mad at us? We didn't do anything, but no, it was God, and he was specifically attacking, you know, Old Testament. When Moses brought the plagues, well, God sent Moses to, you know, get his people out of Egypt, and then God sent the plagues and stuff like that. Each of those plagues was their beliefs in the different gods that they worship, which is something we are dealing with now. In Africa, they've had plagues and swarms of locusts. We have murder hornets. We have COVID-19. We have sister corona. Highly recommend you go research that on your own and get your own opinion on it because everybody is different. We all have a different bias. All that stuff. Do not know what this is. It's kind of complicated. So I highly encourage you to go Google this. Go look Go read Jezebel's story in the Old Testament. Highly recommend because it will blow you away. It's crazy how evil this woman was. And it's just, it really opens your mind to see the things that you never really noticed in the world before. And you can connect the dots. So there's plagues and swarms. There's the Jezebel spirit, which if you, second is the Illuminati. And we, me and my friends, uh, we were talking about the Illuminati in our group chat the other day. And shout out elite Christian team group chat on group me with like 280 something members. I love you guys. Um, And we were talking uh, maybe a couple weeks ago. And one of the girls in there, she was like, well, you know, I believe that the Illuminati will bring about the Antichrist. And I was like, you know what? Wouldn't be surprised. You know, these celebrities, you know, sell their soul for fame. Legions. So in the Bible, uh, Jesus uh, casted out this man. He was full of demons and the demons talked back to them, back to him, which had not been done before, I don't think. And, you know, just the Illuminati is definitely real and it can be definitely scary. And so he, the man said that we are legion, we are many, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just a crazy day we're dealing with, a crazy time we're dealing with. It is not a good nor fun nor fresh time, but we're having to get through it. 
and we're having to cling on to Jesus because he's the only person that we can cling on right now. <laughs> cling on. <laughs> Star Trek reference. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm such a nerd. Okay, back to my list of biblical things. And a legion is five to 10,000. I think so. He had like five to 10,000 demons in this, in him. And so Jesus is like, be gone, demons. And the demons are casted out of the man. Well, they flee the man, go into a bunch of pigs near a river and drown themselves. I say all of this to say this. There's this hacker named Anonymous. Now, Anonymous is not a very good person. In under 12 hours, he... Hacked multiple police department websites and scanners. He exposed Jeffrey Epstein's black book. Very bad thing. And he's done a bunch of other stuff. And then he came up with a video because he had been underground and hiding. And he came out with a video. Well, he, she, they, I don't know their gender. And they said, you know, we are legion. We are many. And I remember I was like, that thing like popped up into that's Bible story popped into it. Uh, my head and I was like this man has got a deem some demons in him so yep be on the lookout for that one um the last one I'm going to talk about is a big one it's god complexes now god complexes have been here in the world since the fall of humanity because when Adam and Eve ate of the fruit that's who they were trying to become they were trying to become like God and that was when the great and utter God complexes were born one of the biggest examples of this right now is drama getting in the beauty world okay so I love watching drama videos it's kind of like my version of reality tv it's just very entertaining to me honestly and when I'm really bored I'll just like binge watch a bunch of drama videos but right now, a couple of people are getting canceled. And you know, you know, I kind of agree with it. Um, one of the people, I'm not going to name them, but if you like Google it or look it up on Twitter, you'll know who I'm talking about. But one of them thinks he's God, honestly. And he has brainwashed his fans into believing that he is a God. And so now, you know, he has done a lot of shady things in this past. He's associated himself with a lot of bad people. And he has come out and he has convoluted his, like, whole story. And it's just a bad situation. And he believes he is God because he has all this money and he can pay all these people off. And he has all these receipts allegedly, which I don't believe he really does, and he thinks that he can't get canceled, and he thinks that he can't get in trouble, because he has all these things against these people, which he probably doesn't, and now, you know, his, it's just a bad situation, and this is the perfect example of believing that you're God, because you think you're invincible, and you think that you are that you can't be touched when in reality you can and it will probably not end well for him. I'm just going to be honest. So that's a good example of a God complex and probably will. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode because I really enjoyed recording it. I loved talking about my love for mythology and my love for the 
Welcome to this episode segment of Songs of the Bi-Week. This is a segment we have on here that just lets me give you guys a couple of song suggestions that have either gone me through the past couple of weeks or I am expecting them to get me through the next couple of weeks until the next podcast episode. Um, the songs of the bi-week this week are Never Lost from Elevation Worship featuring Torn Wells. This version, guys, it is so good. I love the original, but this one is like... They took it to a whole nother level. And Torin's vocals on this come through. I love this song. The modulation, I put it at the same standard of Darlene Check and Hillsong Worship in the early 2000s doing Shout to the Lord, aka the most iconic modulation in the history of Christian music. I love I love Never Lost. I love this song so much. And I love the album. Graves into Gardens is one of my favorite all-time Christian albums right now. And it is just so good. And so, oh, I just love it so much. And the second song of the bye week is Outro Ego from BTS. Specifically, J-Hope or Jung Ho Suk. I will have a podcast episode out soon about my love for k-pop and just a big old rant of why i think k-pop is such an underrated genre of music um but this song is such a bop it's a bop and a half highly recommend i love it so much i like to play it when i'm driving on any trip because it just kind of gets me hyped up and the bass is always booming and i have a very strong bass in my car which my car is actually named after j-hope and i will explain to it in that episode unless you have seen my instagram post about it but yes Two bops I've recommended you here today. I hope you listen to them. I hope you reach out to me and give me some song suggestions. And I will definitely listen to them. And they may end up on songs of the bye week. So, I hope you enjoyed this section of the episode. And let's finish it. so much for joining me today. If you want to learn more about me, then you can go check out my blog at noeljanae.com and DM me with things you guys want to hear about. I'm open to pretty much talk about anything and send me song suggestions and follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at timenoelpod. Thank you so much for listening in today and I will talk to you guys in two weeks with an episode about gardening and all things plants with a very special guest. Be blessed and highly flavored friends. Goodbye. And you may hear them in songs of the bye week.